Welcome to Trinity. We're a church family learning how to follow Jesus in the city of Nottingham. Our vision is to see the church on fire and the city alive. Good morning, church. Today's reading is taken from Acts chapter 4, verses 1 to 13. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed so the number of men who believed grew to be about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Siaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or by or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Rashmi. Uh, from one story of extraordinary courage to another, we're going to watch a video together for about four minutes, which will introduce uh, our speakers today. 보고 싶은 사람은 북한 정보원으로 의심스러웠던 바로 그 여성이다. 처음 왔을 때 그녀는 의심스럽게 행동했다. 나는 그녀가 우리 성경 공부 모임을 감시하고 상부에 보고하기 위해 온 것이라고 추측했다. 나와 같은 사역자들은 이미 잡혀 있거나 감옥에 갇혔다. 그렇지만 나는 위험을 감수하더라도 말씀을 전할 것이다. 내가 만나려는 여성들은 말씀을 듣기 위해 더큰 위험을 감수하고 오고 있다. 내가 가서 보려는 여성들은 북한에서 도망쳐 왔고 지금은 이곳 중국에서 불법 난민으로 살아간다. 그들의 대부분은 인신매매의 피해자이며 중국 남자들을 위한 아내로 창녀촌의 매춘부로 팔려온 여성들이다. 이 탈북민들이 붙잡히게 되면 
그들의 가족으로부터 분리되어 북한으로 보내지고 노동수용소에서 오랫동안 일하거나 사형을 당하게 된다. 그들을 만나기 위해서는 외진 곳으로 먼 길을 가야 한다. 경찰의 눈을 피하고 감시 카메라를 피하며 노출이 될 만한 곳을 피해야 한다. 나는 여행할 때 불법 운전자를 이용하며 혼자 간다. 항상 새로운 길로 간다. 결코 같은 운전자와 같은 길을 이용하지 않는다. 그렇지만 나는 혼자가 아니라 주님이 나와 함께 가신다. 그가 나의 길을 예비해 주신다. 이 여성들은 종종 잘못된 대우나 학대를 받는 비참한 삶을 살고 있다. 그들이 항상 진리를 들을 준비가 되어 있는 것은 아니다. 그들은 이해하지 못한다. 누가 과연 예수님같이 그들을 사랑할 수 있겠는가. 우리는 모일 때마다 함께 예배를 드린다. 시간이 지남에 따라 그들이 비웃었던 복음으로 인해 그들은 변화되어 간다. 그러나 때때로 내가 너무 늦지 않을까 걱정이 된다. 그 여성들이 발각이 될까봐. 정보원으로 인해 그리고 북한으로 이송되어져 우리가 가히 생각할 수 없는 공포스러운 곳으로 보내질까봐 걱정이 된다. 그들은 복음을 듣기 위해 그들의 목숨을 걸고 있다. 기도는 우리의 위를 위해 가장 중요한 부분이다. 전 세계에 있는 기독교 공동체의 지원이 있기에 이 일을 계속할 수 있다. 하나님의 사랑이 위험에도 불구하고 우리로 사랑하고 섬길 수 있도록 부르신다. 그리고 그들과 함께 있는 것이 나에게는 큰 기쁨이다. 모두 귀한 존재이며 하나님의 자녀들이다. 한 사람만 있어도 나는 이 여행을 계속할 것이다. 그 사람이 정보원일지라도 나는 종종 그 정보원을 생각한다. 왜 그녀는 우리를 고발하지 않았을까? 그녀는 정말 상부의 지령을 받은 정보원일까? 하나님이 우리와 함께 하심을 그녀는 듣고 있을까? 그녀는 때때로 우리와 함께 눈물을 흘리며 예배를 드렸었다. 그 외에는 그렇게 하지 않았지만 나는 그녀가 하나님을 어떻게 만나고 있을지 궁금해진다. Mediterranean. And we've been seeing just the extraordinary effectiveness of the church in communicating the gospel. And this Sunday was due to be a Sunday in which we were going to speak about provocation. I suppose that would be another word for persecution. We were trying for all of the words to begin with P. I think we'd got this far in the series and we'd managed mostly that. Uh, and, um, and then a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, Sam, 
got in touch. Sam works for Open Doors. And um, Open Doors are all about supporting Christians who are daring to follow Jesus no matter what the cost. And he said, look, we have a with us a guest, and we'd be able to bring uh, this guest to your church on this Sunday. Uh, would you like that? And I thought, well, that works quite well with the series. Uh, I would have said yes anyway, um, but that does work extremely well with this series. So I am, we are uh, delighted, we are honored to have the team from Open Doors. I should just say, I think Anna said this at the beginning, but I was... Uh, taking my children to kids' ministry. Uh, for the sake of those watching on live stream, we're not going to have visual uh, for this interview for safety and security reasons, but we will have the audio. So now would be a good point uh, to, to cut, the, uh, cut the video. But I would love to uh, welcome Sam, who's going to bring with us Kim, Kim Sangwa and Young. Uh, can we welcome them to Trinity? nice to learn a bit of uh, Korean this morning. So if you say, Anyo Hashimika, that is hello in Korean. So can we do Anyo Hashimika after three? One, two, three. <laughs> Very good. And if at the end you're encouraged what you've heard, you can come up to uh, Sangwa and say, Kamsa Hamnida, which means thank you. Kamsa Hamnida. Great. Um, just before the summer, I had uh, the privilege of um, a lady um, staying with my, my family, um, married to Hannah. We have uh, three boys. And, uh, and this lady was probably about five foot two or three. Um, uh, she was in her 80s. My boys affectionately called her Mrs. Yoda uh, because she kind of would kind of waddle around uh, and, and, and burst into their rooms while they were doing homework and start chatting at them, thinking they'd be able to understand, but they didn't. They just kind of grinned back. Um, but uh, while we were having dinner, she asked whether I might be able to take her to this little chapel in Wales the next day. I don't know if many of your diaries look that free on a Sunday from Monday. Mine wasn't particularly free. Um, but having this lady with us I, all the way from uh, Korea, I felt I was duty-bound to clear my diary for the Monday and uh, drive her down to Abergavenny in Wales. And this little chapel called Hanover Chapel, which you would never notice it. You'd drive straight past it. And in fact, the sat-nav struggled to find it. But we drove down to this chapel, Hanover Chapel. And uh, as we crossed, crossed the threshold of this chapel, um, this lady broke down in tears. She broke down in tears. And she wept. And the reason she wept was that um, from that chapel, back in 1863, a young man uh, called Robert Germain Thomas had felt the call of God to go to China and to take Bibles and to take the gospel. And while he was in, in China, he felt God calling him to do a journey up the Pyongyang River, um, which leads to, uh, is in North Korea. And so he set out on this journey uh, with Bibles and with a, a testimony in his heart. And up that river, he would distribute the Bibles, he would talk about Jesus, and then at a certain point, he wasn't allowed to go any further, Bibles were taken off him, and he was sent packing and told not to come back again. Then in 1866, at age 26, 
He felt, again, God stirring his heart to go back to that place that he hadn't been received. If you read in Acts chapter 14, and it talks about uh, Paul, who uh, um, people were persecuting him from Antioch and Iconium and had come to Lystra, and he was beaten to within an inch of his life. But in the next chapter, it says, then the next bit, it says, Paul then went back to those places where he'd faced persecution in order to continue the ministry of the gospel and strengthen the church. And so Robert Germain Thomas, he felt God calling him to go back. So he went back up uh, this river with the Bibles, stopped at places to encourage those uh, and to, to give the Bibles. And then the boat he was on was attacked and set on fire. And he made his way to the shore with his Bibles to give them to even those people who were persecuting him. At which point his throat was slit and he was martyred for his faith at 26. And the reason that this lady wept is because she was so grateful for the cost of this young man's life who felt compelled by his encounter with the gospel to go to the other extents of the earth in order to share Jesus. And he lost his life for that. And she was overwhelmed with emotion and gratitude for the gospel that she had received. And being with her in that moment, I just felt really convicted and moved. You know, in Psalm 51, uh, David prays, Lord, restore to me the joy of salvation. Restore to me the joy of salvation. And in that moment, I captured something of a glimpse of the joy of salvation that I think I'd lost track of or been distracted from uh, or diluted. And uh, there's many, many Christians around the world who are living in contexts of just such attentiveness to the good news of Jesus Christ that they really do value it as a treasure in the field, the pearl of great price, and they're willing to, to lose their lives for it, as we've just read in, in Acts chapter 4. And, uh, and this lady who stayed with me, she'd been in a prison camp for five years and uh, suffered persecution. Her husband had died through the torture that he received in the prison camp. And yet, even in that place, she led people to Jesus. Incredibly challenging. And it's an absolute joy to have uh, Sangwa um, here today, um, who grew up in, in North Korea and came to know Jesus. So, Sangwa, would you just give us a bit of an understanding of what it's like to grow up in a place like North Korea? So uh, being, uh, being in North Korea as, as a little girl, um, <coughs> uh, I used to do, I used to do worship uh, Kim's family. There's a three generation, Kim Jong, Kim Il-sung, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong, uh, Kim Jong-un now. So Kim's family, uh, I, I learned how to worship them and praise them, give my full adoration to that family. So since, uh, since a little, um, I learned how to um, worship that family. So uh, any other names is not allowed to be worshipped. Only Kim's family, they are, they are there to be worshipped and praised and uh, to receive all the adoration from their people. 그렇게 자라기 때문에 어렸을 때부터 그렇게 클 때까지 그렇게 온 마음으로 
당과 수령을 위해서 그렇게 무장되는 거죠 사상으로. So uh, all um, the people in North Korea, they all been uh, being equipped to um, to do something very loyal things to the to the Communist Party and uh, the nation, the, the North Korea, and the most importantly to their leaders. So, being in North Korea, all of the worship has to be directed to the dictatorship, to the to the Kim family. You're not allowed to worship God. It's it's illegal um, to have a Bible. But at the age of 12, you made a discovery of a family secret. Can you just tell us about that discovery? Yeah, 창세기 1장 대초에 하나님이 천지를 창조하시니라 그걸 보는데 어머니 소름이 돋고 너무 무섭고 너무 떨리고 그래가지고 그걸 이렇게 제부 던져버렸어요. So when I was 12 years old, I I found my dad's secret book. Um, she, uh, I thought that was money he was he was you know hiding behind the closet, but it was it was a Bible. So when I read uh, the when I opened up uh, when I read the first verse verse it was this In the beginning God created heavens and earth So when I read that that sentence it gives me fear it gives me terror because uh, those words are forbidden to say in that country So uh, she was really trembled, and uh, she didn't know what to do with it. So she was uh, kind of uh, threw that book immediately. 제가 세상에 태어나서 처음 들어본 그어이그 하나님 천지 이런 이야기잖아요. 그래서 제가 너무 당황해가지고 이거를 어떻게 해야 되나 이걸 선생님한테가 말해야 되나 보이부가 말해야 되나 안전부가 말해야 되나 되게 너무 무섭고 떨리는 거예요. 그래서 그걸 다 다시 엮고. 한두 줄을 고민한 것 같아요. 이걸 어떻게 해야 되나? 근데 저녁마다 하나님이 도대체 하나님 뭐야? 그리고 천지는 뭐야? 창조는 뭐야? 이거를 하나님 계속 생각나게 하는 거예요. Um, I was in such a terror that um, you know, knowing that book, holding that book and reading that verse, it just gave me a, a lot of um, uh, kind of imagination in my head from that moment. What is God? What is a heaven? What is a creation? And uh, why why that book is in my household? But at the same time, uh, she's been uh, brainwashed to report that kind of things to authority, the authority. So she was really wrestled. She began to wrestle whether to report about that book to the authority. So, but uh, she wrestled like two weeks. So I asked her 부모님한테 물어봐야 되겠다 해가지고 저희 아빠한테 물어봤을 적인 책이 뭐냐 했더니 하나님 믿는 책이다 기독교 책이다 하면 제가 안 믿었을 것 같은데 제 손을 잡고 밖으로 나가서 하늘을 봐라 어, 풀을 봐라 나무를 봐라 이거 다 하나님 지으신 거란 거예요 그러면서 너, 너가 제일 무서운 짐승이 뭐냐 했을 때 제가 뱀 이랬거든요 그랬더니 아담과 하하가 선악과를 따먹은 이야기를 그때 한 거예요 So um... After two weeks wrestle, um, I came to conclusion that I need to ask about this book to my father. So uh, I asked my father, I found that book, what is, what is that? 
and he was uh, in such a terror, and uh, he was telling Sangwa, how come you found that book? But anyway, he didn't explain about that book straight away. What he did, he took her out outside, and uh, they had a kind of long walk, and uh, showing, um, pointing sky, heavens, sky, and the mountains, and river, and all the things that God created. Um, and then he, uh, he was asking um, me a question. What is uh, the scariest animal you can think of? And uh, I said, snake. Then my father began to explain the story of the, you know, from the Bible, how God created uh, Adam and Eve. So that's the moment that uh, I heard the story of the Bible. It's hard to conceive of, of that reality, isn't it? I think for those in the room who are parents who've been parents um, if you think about a 12 year old child being indoctrinated if they've had the opportunity of education to be told if you find anything like this at home then your parents are in grave danger and if you love your parents you need to tell your teachers that you found this because we might be able to help your parents uh, and protect them and save them from the damage of this book if you imagine just an emotional makeup of a 12 year old wrestling with all of that situation uh, that's what Sangwa was resting through because of the, the knowledge of risk. And there are many families and many testimonies, many stories in North Korea, even the last couple of years, of children who have gone to the authorities and let them know that they found the Bible because they love their parents. And then the parents have been either executed or thrown into prison. The children have been thrown into prison and the grandparents have been thrown into prison. Such is the fear of uh, any ideology that challenges that of the state control. So that's, that's the context of, uh, of that story. Um, obviously, your dad explained all of that to you. How did that lead to you um, choosing to follow Jesus? Um, from the 그거는 하나님의 저희 아빠하고 어, 창세기 출애굽기 레기를 이렇게 이야기식으로 듣는데 그 두려움과 공포가 그 하나님을 아는 기쁨과 감격과 그 행복을 뛰어넘는 것 같아요. 그래서 두렵고 떨리는 것보다 그 하나님을 알아가는 게 너무 재밌는 거예요. 그래서 하나님을 정말 제가 이렇게 이야기 들으면서 그래 맞다 아멘 다 아멘인 거예요. So uh, since I, uh, I heard the story from the Bible from my own father, um, somehow uh, th th those stories that, um, that I heard, whenever, whenever, whenever I heard that story, I believed in. And um, my father uh, told me the story from the Genesis, Exodus, and Levite. All the stories uh, that I heard from him was really, really interesting, really fun, fun stuff to hear. So uh, I kept asking uh, my father, I, I keep pleading my father, I want more story, more story. But uh, the, the problem is uh, the air in North Korea, it's just um, fear in the air. So it's not easy to, uh, to, to, to listen and to hear that kind of words. But, uh, you know, the, but the joy of knowing God's story was overcoming my fear. So your, your dad was involved in obviously teaching you about Jesus, but other members of your family 
also helped you shape and influence your faith. Can you tell us a bit about that? So sort of uh, being youngest in my family, so once now I believe in uh, God, so uh, it's, uh, you know, getting to know uh, all my family members are believers is really exciting. Um, so my grandmother, I asked often a question to my grandmother, um, a lot of uh, interesting questions. Um, how, how can I pray and how come that my prayers are answered and all that? Um, yeah, so she really enjoyed to listen to uh, the stories from her grandmother. But the problem is, uh, you know, not all my families were really passionate like I was. Uh, her older siblings, uh, they, were, they weren't much interested, even though they, you know, they are quite quiet about it. But uh, she, uh, uh, me, I had uh, such a passion to know more how to pray and uh, what about the kingdom of God, what it means, uh, you know, Israel, what it means uh, that uh, God will come, you know, God will come uh, on earth. And um, she also, uh, I also uh, uh, thought about um, what it means, uh, meaning uh, meeting Jesus. When I, when I died, still I meet Jesus. When I'm alive, I still meet Jesus. So that kind of thing is that she learned from her grandmother. So it's, it's hard for us to imagine being in that kind of setting and, and how you grow in faith. Um, this setting is very, very unusual around the world to have this many Christians. I was in uh, Vietnam a few weeks ago, and one of the churches I went to, they had a government license for 20 people to meet as church. That's all they could have, 20 people. And I walked up this stairway in this family home to the rooftop that they'd dedicated to church and walked into the room. And there was about 13 adults there and about five children running around with a full drum kit, no cage around it, uh, with kind of the volume, the PA system, and a woman passionately singing occasionally on tune. Um, <laughs> but just the worship was just unbelievable. And there's another church there we went to that um, their license was for 50 people, but the license had been revoked by the government. And the police were there uh, at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning to stop the church from gathering. So they realized that the police didn't start work till seven in the morning. So they decided they were going to start meeting at four in the morning uh, before the police got up. It just provokes you, doesn't it, to think about the writer of Hebrews writes, do not give up the habit of meeting together. And we so easily lose sight of the values of what are important because of 
uh, just what is comfortable in the world or convenient. But in North Korea, obviously, you can't meet uh, as church in, in any way like this. What's your, you also realized that your dad was a leader in the underground church. Um, what was the shape of church, or how did you do church in North Korea? ここにその土星さらみ모いぬんごし保養いあんでっすよ。くるごせさらみ모였다면よちゅうにはなぬ。ぼいごすっぱいがいったわ。はんちゃんたせんかかくいっこ。とくるけあいごいっすよ。が、
because um, in North Korea, um, you can't really learn such a skill from anybody. And uh, my father has a kind of a you know, good position to choose who can, who can come into his apprenticeship. So uh, in, you know, to have that kind of member, he, my father prayed, my, my father prayed you know, over six to seven years you know, what could be, who could be my next apprentice. So having that member, six to seven, um, you know, before uh, he started the uh, building project, they shared the gospel because my father remembered a lot of uh, Bible verses uh, by heart. So he taught the Bible verses and he shared uh, the good news. And uh, so uh, his, all his apprentices, um, you know, were doing um, kind of a... Uh, um, you know, learn basically God's words and at the same time learning good work from my father. We heard in the, the video um, just the, the awareness, the risk of spies being present in secret meetings. Um, Kim just mentioned that. Um, can you describe any particular encounters you had with um, spying within the meetings that you had? So I asked my father, can you prove that God is alive? God is really active in your, in your life. And then my father shared uh, this story with me. Um, one of his, uh, one of his uh, um, close friends worked with, uh, with the building project. One day he didn't, you know, he felt, he fallen ill and uh, he went to uh, his house and uh, he was, uh, he recognized that he was, he's going to die pretty soon. But this, uh, this, um, uh, this man was uh, confessing to my father that uh, I've been spying on you over 35 years. But, um, yeah, he said, I reported you what you did in the morning and in, till, till the evening. But um, I didn't report what you really did. So, um, he said to my father, because you're such a good man and, uh, you know, I, I revere you, I really respect you, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to die pretty soon. But would you lead me what you believe and uh, would, you, uh, would you let me to do so? So, um, uh, he, shared a gospel, he shared a good news and uh, he accepted uh, uh, God on his deathbed. And uh, also, he, this man confessed one more, one more truth, saying that, oh, once, I, once I'm gone, there will be another young, young man who will come and spy on you. So be warned. Can you imagine that, Sonny, for 35 years, spying on you? That, 
fills me with dread a little. It's like, if somebody tracked me for 35 years, would I lead them to Jesus by the evidence of my life and my character? Very, very challenging. So he spoke about another spy that would come into your family surroundings within six weeks. And did that happen? And what was that like? 어, 저희 아빠가 그 다음에는 이거 알고 대처하잖아요. 그래서 저희 남편이 왔을 때 이렇게 하나님을 딱 전했는데 저희 아빠랑 그그한 사람 놓고 전도할 때는 보통 6천, 6년, 7년을 놓고 기도했는데 저희 남편한테는 그냥 이렇게 전했다는 거예요. 근데 음, 들을만 하네. 어, 틀린 말이 하나도 없네. 어, 그, 그렇게 그냥 이렇게 받아들여가지고 어, 하나님을 얘기하면 질문하고 답하고 질문하고 답하고 하면서 어, 하나님에 대해서 so I've shared with you early on that my father's uh, the way of um, you know sharing good news with the people. Uh, he has to prepare for this one soul praying over six to seven years. That is my father's principle to share gospels in that, in that really, you know, in that situation. However, with this young man, my father had, a, had a, such a confidence to share the good news immediately. Somehow, my father knew that uh, his, his, you know, his arrival, so my father maybe prepared, prepared with, for his, with, with his prayers. So, with this young man and my father clicked from the beginning. So, uh, this young man accepted uh, really well what my father says, and uh, from that moment, they became a good friends. And uh, um, you know about God, they had a lot of Q and A Q&A sessions together whilst they working together. It's a powerful reflection, isn't it? and one is that principle of praying for six to seven years for individuals who don't know Jesus and praying for the opportunity. But then in that situation feeling a sense of the leash of the Holy Spirit just to share Jesus, knowing that the risks could be that um, he would be thrown in prison, his wife would be thrown in prison, his children would be thrown in prison, and his parents would be thrown in prison. That's what happens um, in North Korea. Because um, of time, we haven't got time to go through all of the story, but um, a lovely next part of that story is that as this young man was being discipled in close proximity to the family, uh, this spy sent a spy in the family, and Kim became... Uh, very, very good friends to the point of falling in love and then getting married. Um, <laughs> following on from that, um, uh, Kim and the spy, they, they married and had a son, but due to him not complying with government requirements on him as a spy, um, the state began to come down on, on the family uh, more intensively and you know, created charges for them, uh, forced them to leave um, their home environment, at uh, which point Kim and her husband realized that it was not safe for them to remain in North Korea. So they actually escaped um, to China. We haven't got time to go into all of that. Um, but in China, as you heard from that film at the start, China is not a safe place. If North Koreans are found to have escaped, they'll be repatriated and sent to a, a prison camp um, in North Korea. So in, in uh, China, um, Kim and her husband hid out in the woods in a remote, pla remote place for about a year um, until what caused you to leave the, the woods in China?
중국에서의 삶이 사실은 북한에서 삶보다 더 어려운 것 같았어요. 어, 혼자 사는 사람들이 그 호래비들이죠. 그 사람들이 어, 저희 남편한테 하러 와서 그총 이렇게 들이대면서 네 와이프 내놔라 그러면 네가 잘수 있는 거 거처할 수 있는 거 일할 수 있는 걸 우리가 다 해주겠다. 이런 위협도 있고 그리고 어, 공안차가 끊임없이 다녀요. 그 북한 사람들을 어, 그 잡아내가기 위해서 그렇기 때문에 저희가 산으로 들어간 거예요. Um, when I when I arrived uh, to China, actually the life life in China was a lot difficult. The life in North Korea, whether you believe it or not, um, as a North Korean uh, fugitive, um, as as you as you see in the video, um, uh, there's uh, many many challenges that I had to face because uh, my my husband and I uh, were you know. Um, in the village, and uh, many young Chinese men, they sometimes they come to my came up to my my husband, uh, just putting gun uh, in front of uh, in front of his face, uh, saying that just give me your wife, otherwise I'll kill you. And uh, also, um, um, many Chinese uh, secret police um, ordered by North Korean government. They are they are really bounty hunter. You know that there are so many bounty hunters, kind of uh, police. They are seeking North Korean refugees, so uh, they felt such a you know more more danger living in uh, living in China. So uh, my husband and I decided to uh, to uh, move into deep deep mountain in China. 그 그러기 때문에 그 산속에서 더 산속으로 들어가 왜 그런가면 그 산속에도 공안차가 들어오기 때문에 저희가 더 산속으로 검 검거리라고 했거든요. 그 검거리까지 갔어요. 가서 저희 남편이 그 산나물 뚜들어가다 검을 만난 거예요. 그래서 검을 유인한다는 게 더로 검을 꿀고 우리 막까지 온 거예요. 그래서 북한에서는 그 짐승이 그 가장 싫어하는 소리가 그 새하고 새가 부딪히는 소리래요. 그래서 그 두른 게서 가지고 제가 도끼니 뭐 칼이 이런 거막 소리 내면서 그 다음에 버츠 껍질 있거든요. 그거를 막그 검한테 재뿌리면 가라 그러는 거예요. 근데 저희 남편이 그 저보고 그러는 거예요. 검 이거 달아난 거는 제가 머리 엄청 길었거든 이렇게. 그리고 머리 풀어지고 나는데 그 검이 니를 보고 달아난 것 같다라는 거예요. 제가 봤을 땐 천사를 하나님이 보내신 거죠. 네. So living in a in a deep 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 mountain, um, one day uh, they really faced a big trouble. Um, my husband, whilst my husband working in the mountain, uh, he met a bear. And he thought that he could run away from him, but uh, he, he led the, a bear, that bear to our shelter. So they both were so scared and uh, they tried to kind of uh, fight with this bear. And uh, uh, apparently uh, she, you know, she heard some kind of, uh, she, maybe she knew uh, some knowledge from her father. Uh, maybe uh, the animals, wild animals, they don't like hissing sound and, you know, kind of knife sound. But she made, she tried to make the sound. But, uh, you know, at the time, um, whilst she's making that sound, but her hair was so long and she was so excited and uh, such a horror, you know, looks such a horror. But uh, uh, somehow, by, you know, my husband's perspective, uh, when when uh, when I was doing that with uh, such a long hair, uh, bear that bear, you know that bear saw me, and uh, he got scared and he ran away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And uh, still my husband uh, joking, joke about that, uh, you, look, you look like a ghost, you look so horrific. Even, <laughs> even bear runs away from you. <laughs> Because you can, you, know, you can imagine that we've been living in a deep mountain for over a year. That uh, I can, you know, because I, now when I look back, that uh, my my um, um, appearance maybe that maybe very scary looking. <laughs> But uh, yeah, because of that, she rec I recognize that uh, God sent uh, spirit over me. So that's why the bear ran away from me, not my uh, scary look. <laughs> There's so many just. Elements of the story in the journey that if we had more time, we could sit here all day and, and just hear stories which, again, just point to the sovereignty of God, the purpose of God, um, just even in the, in the children's lives as well. Um, just incredible testimonies. Um, uh, Sangwara and her husband now live in South Korea and, and they are equipping and training missionaries whose hearts are bleeding for North Korea and are praying for the reunification, the opportunity to go back in. And, and share Jesus. Um, just really profoundly challenging in terms of that the value of the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain, just everything um, is, a, is about Jesus. I really hope that just hearing something of that story just kind of reanimates um, just our vision of just the good news of Jesus, but also kind of provokes us really that um, part of our global family um, is going through a huge amount of challenge about one-seventh of the global church living situations where they don't have freedom to follow Jesus. Uh, in Nigeria, every day, about 14 Christians are killed um, because they're Christian in Nigeria. Um, that's some of the reality in the world that we're in. And as Paul writes in Romans 12, he writes, though we are many, we are part of one body. We are individually members in one another. And I think what Paul is talking about is that, actually globally, we're, we're part of a family, we're part of a body. And he writes to the Corinthians in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. When one part rejoices, we all rejoice. I hope in, in hearing Kim's story today, it, it, it causes you to rejoice in the goodness of God, but also that your hearts are provoked to think, how can I stand with Christians around the world who are in this situation? How can I pray? Um, as a ministry, you know, our job is to, to connect the global church. Uh, one part of the body with the other part of the body. So there is this mutual enrichment in faith. And I really want to encourage you, if you are not um, connected in some way with Christians facing persecution, I really want to encourage you to connect. Um, I think it's very much for the strengthening of our faith, the revitalizing and refining of our faith. I've certainly known that grace in my life, and it's been wonderful with my boys, uh, having Christians from North Korea or Nigeria and Southeast Asia in their teenage years sitting around the table hearing about just what God is doing around the world and, and it's really sharpened their faith as well so it, I really want to encourage you to connect and um, if we as a ministry can help that connection we'd love to do that and there's a little card underneath your seat um, which if you fill that out and um, we can then send you information to uh, raise your faith with stories and to engage you in praying for the church um, around the world so please do fill that out and, and pop it over at the stand and I'm happy to, to chat with you uh, a little bit afterwards. But I'm just going to hand over to, to John in a second, but I just wonder whether, just as a sign of solidarity uh, with the church around the world, whether we would all just stand for a minute. Um, 
And just in silence, really, just whatever you've heard from uh, Kim this morning from the story, whatever is provoked in you, let's just turn just that conversation into communion with our Heavenly Father. Let's begin just to pray and petition for him to comfort those uh, who are in isolation at the moment or in fear uh, or have suffered loss. And then Johnny will pick up. wonder if actually having just stood in the solidarity of, of silence, whether we would just have the boldness and courage just to raise our voices uh, in just prayer together, recognizing we have the freedom to pray out loud. We have the freedom to praise the body. Could we just for a minute just raise our voices in prayer, just praying for us, church. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, we just pray, Lord God, you'd show your authority. Lord. Show your authority. We pray you'd strengthen, Lord, our brothers and sisters around the world. Draw close, Lord Jesus. Bring the comfort that only you can bring. Bring the strength that only you can bring. Would you embolden, Lord Jesus, your church? Would you embolden your church with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Yes, God, we just pray strengthen your church right now in North Korea, God, in Nigeria, in Iran, God, in Yemen, Lord Jesus, make your self known, Jesus, strengthen your church, comfort your church, Lord God, in your name, Jesus, we pray, in your name, Jesus, we pray, in your name, Jesus, we pray, yes, God, yes, Jesus, yes, God. Lord, we recognize that, Lord, our prayers can go where our feet cannot, and Lord, today we pray, would you strengthen your gospel in the mouths of our brothers and sisters around the world. Would you strengthen the conviction of knowing that you are with our family no matter what circumstance they're in, Lord, where those are suffering loss and fear. Would you comfort with a supernatural comfort, Lord Jesus? We thank you that you hear our prayers. We thank you that our prayers are powerful and effective. In Jesus' name, amen. Finally, Paul writes to the Philippians and, and he says he's amazed at how their faith has been emboldened by his imprisonment. You know, we read in, in Acts 4 earlier about um, people marveled that these men were bold because they'd been with Jesus. Then they were told later to stop speaking of Jesus. But they're like, how can we not speak of the one who has transformed our lives? And they carried on declaring Jesus. really want to encourage you to continue to declare Jesus. And if anybody's here today and you've not yet encounter Jesus you know you want to go on the journey of discovering Jesus and I really want to encourage you that people are literally willing to lose their lives all around the world because of the value of who Jesus is and so if you don't know Jesus yet as somebody worth living for and dying for then we really want to encourage you to chat with Johnny or anybody else who looks like they've got something they could say worthwhile <laughs> and uh, discover Jesus for yourself thank you Johnny
do hope that you'll just carry this story and uh, this, the church across the world in your hearts from this moment on in a new way. And as Sam has said, please just keep in touch with Open Doors. We as a church are invested in supporting that ministry, but that's probably something for all of us to carry, I think, and, and do fill out that form. Uh, there is also a, a, a tick box, I think, that you can opt into receiving uh, God's Smuggler, which is one of the most compelling stories uh, that you could read, one of the best books I've read in the last five years. So I would encourage you to tick that box. But I wonder if, um, sort of in closing, we could re- you would pray for us. Uh, and, um, you know, we have a representative here of the, the persecuted church. And um, just as, I-, I wonder if you would pray that we would um, receive a spirit of boldness and courage to proclaim the gospel to live out our faith and to support the church across the world would you pray for us and if you'd like to receive that spirit of boldness uh, opt in and uh, as your sign of being of being opted in being ready um would you, would you raise just a hand? And I, um, Kim's going to pray for us. And I just, we don't know what this prayer will mean. Think of that man who, uh, from a, a place in Wales, was sent to North Korea. Uh, maybe that God has designs on your life that are out of the scope of your imagination at this point. Maybe, that, maybe simply that God wants to send you to your neighbor in a way that you've never been sent to your neighbor before. But we have this, this gospel has been entrusted to us in this generation. And nobody else is responsible under God for carrying the gospel to our nation other than us. And um, so I, um, let's receive these, uh, these prayers at this point.